This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, yesterday you heard from Yuri Elkame, who did 75 grand in monthly recurring revenue from just one funnel. And he shares all of his customer lifetime value metrics. Okay, Top Tribe, our guest today is transformational artist and lifestyle designer, Louis Lautman, who accelerated the craft of selling. Earlier in his career, where he was knocking on doors and driving sales. Over his lifetime, he's made over 10,000 cold calls in person and on the telephone. He's given over 1,500 presentations, and now he travels globally, helping entrepreneurs free up their time, do more of what they love, and accelerate revenues by sharing his inspirational, and transformational message of empowerment through conscious entrepreneurship. Throughout all of this, he learned the importance of outsourcing to free up his time and is now the CEO of SupremeOutsourcing.com. Lewis, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am, Nathan. All right, man, you, you like that intro, don't you? I, I love it. It was good. Well, good. So walk us through a little bit about the Yes movie, which you released many years ago, and specifically how the Yes movie helped you realize the big need for outsourcing. Yeah, well, you know, I came to a point, keep in mind, this is back in 2007, so it's been quite a few years, but I was turning 30 years old, and I had done some pretty great things up until that point. Uh, this is eight years ago at, at this point. But I remember I was uh, traveling the U.S. I'd written a couple books. I was doing sales and entrepreneurship trainings, um, public sales seminars, and, and private in-house trainings and consultings. And I wanted to do something bigger. And I thought to myself throughout my about last 10 years prior to that, from 20 to 30, all the people that I was most motivated and inspired by were other entrepreneurs along the way. Uh, I was So, Lewis, we, we lost you there for about 10 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so, so like it was dead silence. So just uh, go, go back and, and start off. And so I'm going to ask the question and kind of just start over. Okay. So, so Lewis, I, I apologize. I don't know what happened. Yeah, no problem. So, so Lewis, I know uh, you launched the Yes Movie. You're now traveling the world and you learned the need for outsourcing. Help us understand how you made the transition from the movie to your new SaaS business. Okay, that, that was different question. I, I'm sorry. Did, did you want me to answer the first question or this, this next? Uh, just roll with me. Act like we're starting over. Okay. So Sean, just, okay, cut, out, just cut out all that audio. I, I got it. But starting over, do you have an ethernet? Lewis, do you have an ethernet cable plugged in? I, I don't. And I, I'm on a MacBook air. That's fine. Make sure you don't have any syncing going on in the background with Dropbox or Google drive. Sometimes that'll slow I, your connection. I'll close my Dropbox and see if I can unhook this somehow. Give me one second. Pause syncing, uh, Google Drive. Yeah, I'll, I'll close everything basically. Cool. 
I don't know what happened. I beg your pardon. That's anyway, uh, were you going to go back to launching the movie, or were you going into Supreme Alpha? Yeah, just tell me when. Just tell me when you're ready, and just go with me on the show. Just roll with me. Do, like, don't stop and say, "Do you want me to answer the question?" Just roll with me, and we'll make it work. I promise. Okay, great. I'm ready. Okay, so. Lewis, again, I'm excited for the Top Tribe to learn from you today. You know, you launched a hugely successful movie several years ago called The Yes Movie. And while you were then traveling the world promoting that, it sounds like you learned a lot about how important outsourcing was. So take us through that transit transition. What was it like? Yeah, absolutely. So what had happened back in 2007, I had made a film. We interviewed about 100 young self-made multimillionaires and entrepreneur experts and I had learned from them just by being so close and spending time with such successful people. Uh, as I was building that business, the entrepreneur training business, I had built a virtual team because I was traveling so much. And quite frankly, I was overpaying <laughs> prices uh, for the current team that I had. And I started going overseas and I found people who are doing a quality job. At Lewis, a, what were you hiring people? What were they paying you? Like, what were you paying them to do for you? Well, I can tell you when I was making the movie, we had hundreds of hours of uh, audio and video that I need to have transcribed. And, you know, I was paying $80 an hour for transcription work, which is normal in the U.S. Uh, or it was back then. I was paying a graphic designer uh, $90 or $100 an hour. I was paying my web developer $120 an hour. And these are things I was thinking to myself, I'm going to go broke if I, I keep doing this. I'd spent a lot of money. I self-funded this, this film. And I thought, you know, I've got to find a way to get quality work at a discounted price. And I remember I was part of a mastermind and a, a friend of mine, a colleague, he had talked about outsourcing overseas and I had heard about it. it is, you know, prior to the four hour work week really coming out. And I started on that journey. I started outsourcing to Romania, Bulgaria, Uruguay, Chile, I mean, you name it, you know, Pakistan, India. I finally found the Philippines and their English felt really good uh, talking to them and Slowly but surely, I, I built a team. And as I was building that team, it was strictly to support my existing uh, entrepreneur educational business. And slowly but surely, as I was going out and doing trainings with people, as I was teaching them how to uh, create systems in their business and how to build a team and how to organize, people would ask me, you know what, you're teaching me how to do this, but can you just do it for me? And I thought, yeah, I'll help you out here. I'll help you out there. And never did I my intention wasn't building an outsourcing company until one day it literally dawned on me, Nathan, I was sitting there and I was like, Holy cow, I'm making more money by having my team fulfill work for other people than I was on my entrepreneur educational business. And I was putting in a significant more time in building that business than I was on just having my team fulfill work for other people to where I just slowly, it took about a year of transition or a year and, and a half what of transition. Year, what year was that, that transition year? Uh, it started from 2008 to 2010, basically. Okay. 2010 is really when I went full steam ahead with Supreme Outsourcing. And help us understand too, like how big was that pain for you? You said you were paying 80 bucks an hour for transcription, 90 bucks an hour for design, 120 bucks an hour for development, and you self-funded that movie. Again, help us understand the pain you were feeling. How much had you, had you spent self-funding that movie before <laughs> you realized, oh my gosh, I got to switch? So, so here's what happened. Uh, you know, over you know, my 20s, I started saving up some money and I, I had a nice chunk of change in the bank and I was thinking, you know what, I want to do something big. And this is when I was turning 30 and I thought, I want to do something big. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool to get a message out uh, about young people who are making all this money and living the life that they love? You know, back in 2006, 7, 8, there wasn't a lot of, you know, Facebook stories out there. And they, 
you know, these young millionaires were, were kind of hard to find. No one was really talking about them back then. So I thought, well, you know, making a movie, it might cost me 20, 30 grand. Surely I have that. And then maybe, you know, double that on, on the marketing side. Uh, little did I know that I'd be spending over $200,000 to, <laughs> to finance the movie. Not only, did I, not only did I spend every cent I had, uh, I took out lines of credit, which, thank goodness, I, I ultimately ended up paying them all back. You know, we, we ended up making some money, which was nice, but it was a huge risk. And I'll never forget, I was talking to one of the people in the film, Andrea Lake. Uh, some of you guys may remember her from the uh, TV show The Apprentice with uh, Donald Trump. And I remember sitting with her and she was saying to me that I think she was, I can't remember, maybe 19 or 20 years old. You know, there's a young girl who started a t-shirt company and she was talking about going all into her company. And I, this always stuck with me and it really kind of drove me forward where she was talking about taking a, a, I think it was like a quarter million dollar risk on her business. And I, at that point, you know, I had never even thought about that or considered it. You know, this is just the beginning parts of making the movie. And I thought, wow, this girl's crazy. But if you look at her paradigm, to her, she's like, it wasn't even an option. It wasn't even a choice. Of course, I'm going to do that. That's the game that I'm playing. Was that help that us understand was, how relative that is? I mean, was that all of her money or was this like, you know, a little bit? No, no, no. She was, she was also taking out lines of credit at this time and she was going for it. She was uh, personally making herself liable. And it, it really stuck with me because I thought to myself, what 20 year old girl do I know? I sure didn't know of any or heard of any or, or read about any that were, were taking these big risks at that age. But again, that is where her mind and her belief system and that's the game she was playing and she was all in. She was fully committed. And that really stuck with me to see someone like that because the people that I had known when I was 20 years old, you know, to them, maybe borrowing $2,000 was a big deal or 200 bucks even. Yeah. So, so I so, want to fast forward uh, just so we can get as much value out of this, Lewis, in, in the 15 minutes. So you, you went basically broke funding the movie and you realized. I, 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 went, I went negative broke. I, I, I used every cent I had. I cashed out my IRA, my 401k. I mean, I borrowed money from my family. I took lines of credit I mean, you name it. I, I went all in. Got it. And so walk us through then you started building this outsourcing business, which you guys listening, the tribe listening right now can find at supremeoutsourcing.com. So walk us through some of the stuff here on, on the site. I see a starter package, a standard package and a premium package. How'd you decide on those packages? You know, I was looking at the playing field of what was out in the marketplace, but then I was also thinking about what are the things that I as an entrepreneur need to be supported on? Then I thought about the people that I knew and I was talking to and had relationships with. What were the things that would support them best? And, you know, really it comes down to the amount of hours that someone needs. And it also comes down to the amount of support someone needs. Not everybody needs a team of people, which we offer with a project manager. Some people just need one person doing one kind of job. And we offer that as well. Uh, and again, across the landscape of the marketplace, I think we provide a, an enormous amount of value as well as the kinds of packages and the amount of options that we offer, we can support, you know, the startup entrepreneur or the, the person who has a multi-million dollar company and has 
you know, 50, 100 employees. We, we fit the whole spectrum. So I want to, let's say I wanted to use a virtual team for like my blog or something. I see on your pricing page under starter package, number A, it's pay as you go and it's 15 bucks an hour. And it looks like the more hours that I commit to, the, obviously the cheaper the price is. But I see something interesting happening in the, your second pricing option, which is B, and you've got a $400 per month option. Is that just a minimum because you've got to commit to the 10 hours per week? Yeah, well, here's what it comes down to. If you commit to nothing, we're a flat 15 bucks an hour. If you commit to a full-time person, we're a thousand bucks a month, which comes out to $6 US and 25 cents an hour. So if you have a full-time person standing by online when you're online or whatever hours you need them, 40 hours a week, 160 hours a month, that's 625 an hour. It's a flat thousand bucks a month. So imagine if you had a virtual assistant for a thousand bucks a month out the door what could you do? What could you get off your plate, hand over to someone else to free up your time to generate more than that thousand bucks and probably tenfold that by having someone support you full time? So, that, that's that so for a thousand bucks a month, how many hours do I get out of that again? 40 hours a week, 160 hours a month. Wow. Got it. Got it. Okay. And walk us through. So that's the price you charge on here. I imagine your biggest cost of goods sold is paying the actual person that's doing the outsourcing work. How do you kind of figure out what money you keep versus what you pay? So this was, this was a, uh, a big thing that I learned along the way in making the movie. One of the people in the Yes Movie, and by the way, the film is available at theyesmovie.com, uh, that we teach in the movie. And, and quite frankly, it was new to me when I was talking to T. Harv Ecker, who, who taught this in the film. He talked about pre-selling, which is not putting any of your money on the line until you have what he calls customer financing. Obviously, I didn't do that with the movie, but you better believe I've done it ever since, which was a big lesson for me. But basically, we don't spend money until we have a client committed going in and paying us. So that's a really big deal, whether you're selling books or you're selling widgets or whatever it is that you're selling. Let your clients finance your idea. Let your clients finance your product or your service. So, yeah, Lewis, we, I think I want to call that out real quick because I think it's really, really smart. And I haven't heard the term used before, but the whole idea of, you know, usually people say pre selling, but the whole idea of customer financing, it sounds so sexy and seductive, but really it's smart. T. Harv Eker does it. That's a great, uh, kind of a great uh, a term. And guys, you know, you, you should go check out the Yes movie. You heard how much Lewis spent on it, over 200,000 bucks. We'll link to it in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 43. And again, forward slash the top four, three. And Lewis will link to that. So you want to get customer financing. Okay. Continue the story again. How do you figure out how much of the thousand bucks a month you keep on that particular plan versus what you have to pay the actual person doing the work? Right. So we keep a portion. Uh, obviously there's a difference between what we're paying and we're keeping. Uh, what, what we're paying are employees and the cost of doing business and running our operations versus what the, the clients are paying us. But what they're paying us is our efforts and energies to not only get the work to done, but get the work done, but to manage our team, to, uh, to hire, to train, recruit, to manage, maintain, to do payroll, all of that. Uh, it's a very small margin, but it's a, it's a nice margin enough to keep us in business. And it's low enough to where our clients are happy to wear if you go posting ads on all these, you know, websites like Odesk and Guru.com and Scriptlance and all these different ones, you never know you're going to filter through 50 people. And yeah, it's uh, a pain in the butt know. and you don't know if they're yeah. going to do quality work, etc. With us, it's plug and play. You need a person tomorrow. We're on board. They're on board. And you're, you're 
really good to go. And this is a person you can keep on board for several years. So Lewis, on that standard package where you're charging a thousand bucks per month, what is the margin? Do you keep a hundred bucks of the a thousand, two hundred or more? Well, I, I, that's not public information. Uh, we keep enough to where it keeps us in business. It keeps our team. We're paying them very well in the Philippines and it's low enough to where it's competitive in the marketplace to where any client in the U S UK, Australia, or any other, you know, English speaking, uh, region can afford to pay and keep them on board. Okay, Top Tribe, I want to give you more brain juice this month, totally free. If you're loving this episode, text the word Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win a prize on an upcoming show. The next prize is a pack of 14 business books valued at 250 bucks if you bought them on Amazon. And these books are the ones that Mark Zuckerberg thinks every entrepreneur must read. Well, I assume, Lewis, as you have been building this, you've read a lot of books, you've studied a lot, and I, so I can't wait to get into the next section of the show. Lewis, do you know what time it is? <laughs> I don't know. Come what on, man, is... it's time for the famous five. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right, number one, Lewis, what is your favorite business book? Wow, favorite business book. I, I love Think and Grow Rich. It's the fundamentals of everyone doing anything out in the world that wants to be successful. We will link to that in the show notes. Number two, Lewis, which CEO are you following or studying right now? Well, I love Elon Musk. Uh, he's just so extraordinary and his expansion thinking blows me away. Number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? Well, uh, I'm on Skype all day. I use Evernote several times a day, Gmail and Facebook. Uh, that's how that, that, they govern my life. <laughs> Got it. I think Facebook might govern a lot of people's lives. We'll, 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 uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. All right. Number four, Lewis, yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Every night? No. What do you average, would you say? You know, sometimes I can sleep four hours or two hours, sometimes ah, rarely more than eight hours. Got it. Uh, but it really depends on what I have going on. Uh, there are times I've pulled all-nighters and uh, do what it takes to be successful to get the job done. Well, it doesn't look like it's taking a toll on, on your body. You got this killer photo on your website. You look slick with the tucks over your arm and your hair all gelled back. I'm jealous of the dude because, you know, I try and do a come over and... <laughs> I fail, but it looks great. So it, it obviously you're and healthy. By, by, the, by the way, it's 1230 at night over here doing this call with you. Yeah, so, there, you <laughs> there you go. Okay, Lewis, number, uh, this is my favorite question of the famous five. Number five, if you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing, what would it be? Think bigger, dream bigger, do bigger, just do bigger, bigger, bigger. I think so many people, including myself, uh, are limiting our vision and our uh, behavior by the people around us. And I wish that I had the Yes Movie or that group of people that I interviewed, the 100 young self-made multimillionaires. I wish they were around me in my 20s, not just my 30s. Think, dream, do, bigger. I love that. Now, Lewis, people are going to want to follow your journey online. And besides supremeoutsourcing.com, where can people connect with you online? Well, I'm most active on Facebook. Uh, you can friend me or follow me on Facebook. It's Lewis, L-O-U-I-S-L-A-U-T-M-A-N. I also have uh, an email list at lewislotman.com. And you guys will want to follow both of those. We'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 40 
three. Well, Lewis from, again, g- getting out of college, graduating, to going broke on the Yes movie at 30 to the tune of 200000 <laughs> bucks 200, in, to now using customer financing and building a mammoth SaaS company. Thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. You bet. Now go get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, coming up in episode number 44 tomorrow morning, I will be joined by Nick Unsworth. Now, it's very weird. His event is free. So how does he make 800,000 bucks every time? This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.